0: and welcome to the bossed up podcast. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of bossed up. This is episode 68. And it's a doozy. Let me tell you, we have a very courageous career conundrum that we'll be breaking down today. And it's all about how to handle being fired. Ugh, what a punch in the gut. This whole episode has felt like putting it together And let me tell you, I have been there. I actually got the rug pulled out from me not that long ago on a gig that I had that I very much loved that I basically got fired from. There's a much longer story there, but I've decided not to publicly tell that story, to be quite honest. But let me just allude to the fact that being let go from a position you love, one that you poured your heart and soul into, is disorienting. So if you're listening to this episode on the receiving end of a termination notice, know that if you are calling your entire career into question right now, if you feel unable to eat, if you feel depressed, if you feel sick to your stomach thinking about it, I get it. I've been there. I feel for you. And also, at the same time, I know that as enormous blow, it can feel in the moment to get fired, it is far less significant on the course of your career than we all think when we're in the middle of it. In fact, sometimes it's the beginning of a better chapter of your career. It might even cause you to launch your own podcast or something, hypothetically, let's say, if things didn't work out at the last gig. All I'm saying is that sometimes creation requires destruction first. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm oversharing on the podcast, but I feel like we're all good friends here. So that's my overshare of the day. Okay. Now, before we jump into today's episode, though, I want to remind you, we're just a few weeks out from Bossed Up Camp. It's the program for women navigating career transition, including career transitions that were brought upon us instead of us bringing ourselves to them. It's our weekend long flagship training program an award-winning training program at that That's Saturday, Sunday, November 17 and 18 in Los Angeles. we got a handful of tickets left if you want to join me there. And then our next one is coming up at the end of January in D.C., and we've got dates for 2019 in Chicago, New York, D.C. on the website now, so click the link in the show notes for more details. It's the best thing I do. It's a great way to end the year, and it's great for women who feel burnt out, at a loss, struggling to figure out where to go to next in their careers and just as applicable to the kind of woman who is fine with her career, but wants to take it to the next level. So if you're complacent, you're wondering, is this all? Or you're thinking, I know I'm capable of more, or I, I want more in my life, even if my career's is on lock, Boss Up Bootcamp is also for you. It's the same skills that help us move our lives towards our ideal visions for the bosses we can become in our own careers and lives. But that's it. I don't want to go on too long about what an awesome program it is, because today's episode is so good and so chock full of applicable advice. And it was all spurred on by a very brave woman who called into the Bossed Up podcast hotline and left us this voicemail. Take a listen. Hi, Emily. I was fired on Friday. And um, it's been really stressful and really scary. And I guess, I don't know, I've been going through some of your older episodes just to see if there's any advice that I could glean from them. But I know that it doesn't make me a bad employee or a bad person. I'm so good at what I do. What advice would you give to someone who's looking for next steps? I already have an interview set up with someone else, which is awesome. But I'm a little scared that they're going to ask me what happened and I've had other people tell me well you should just you know fudge it a little bit and say you know it turned out to be a toxic workplace it wasn't what I expected which is true but also like I made a really stupid mistake and I don't really want to I mean tell that to future employers but also I like to be honest I don't want to lie and yeah I don't know any advice that you could give me I would really appreciate boss, I feel for you. And I am, first of all, so glad to hear that this community and that I have made an impact on you. Let me tell you, you have made an impact on me today. Because giving me the opportunity to create this episode means giving me the opportunity to tap in to times in my life where I've felt similarly adrift, quite frankly. And I knew that the perfect person to help me really break this down and see it from all angles, is one of our incredible Bossed Up certified trainers, Dana Dowdell. Dana is the owner and HR fanatic behind Boss Consulting HR LLC, a boutique consulting firm that offers human resource services to small businesses and where she serves as a career coach for individuals as well. She started her business with an obsession for everything HR and a desire to help others. Dana got her BA in business administration and master's degree in human resources and labor relations from the University of Rhode Island. And she's also bringing to the table a SHRM CP designation, which means she's a certified professional from the Society of Human Resource Management. And she also brings over seven years of HR experience in the hospitality and nonprofit sector. Dana, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So first and foremost, what are your first words of advice to a listener like ours who finds herself on the receiving end of a pink slip?
1: It happens to everyone. There's a ton of stuff out there that you can read about how like Oprah was fired once and Steve Jobs was fired once and look at what they went on to create. And it's unfortunate that it's just part of having a career. Yeah. Um, It's happened to me. I actually had a unique situation where I resigned. And then a week into my resignation, they essentially told me, no, no, thank you. It's so hard not to have an emotional reaction to it, to not be angry, to not, you know, be confused. But I think it's important to know that it happens to everyone in the whole grand scheme of things. It's a really small point on your career timeline.
0: Yeah. I just remember having also gone through a few different instances where it wasn't quite as clear cut as you're fired, but it was essentially me getting fired at least twice over the course of my career. Now, it took my breath away. You Mm. know, I I, hearing her voicemail makes me just feel for you, listener, because I, I remember the days of crying that followed because it's such a natural reaction to feel viscerally rejected after doing Mm -hmm. your damnedest at something. And I'm assuming here that she poured herself into this work and got rejected anyway. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a grieving period that I think is totally normal and in some ways healthy to get over with and then move on. But like giving yourself permission to just take a beat, cry it out, wind it up, (laughs) whatever you need to do to, to process, do it, right? Yeah, definitely. And
1: and that, and that it's true. It, it does happen to everybody. And it's, you know, I remember when it happened to me, I was kind of like, well, what do you know, what do I tell my boyfriend? Like he's gonna want to know why I'm home early, you know, right. and so you immediately have to start thinking, that's kind of was my immediate uh, reaction is like, what do I tell people? Yeah. Not
0: even like future employers, like friends. Right. What would you say to your friends or what kind of advice do you have for someone who's departing the company about how you even address it with your friends at work? Yeah. I mean, there's kind of
1: like, especially when you're fired, there's from an HR perspective, there's kind of all this pomp and circumstance where they take a lot of the emotion out of it. And usually you want to get the hell out of there. Once you get that that word that you're fired, it's like, get me the hell out of this situation. Right. Um, and so I think it's important to take, you know, a couple days a week. And if you did have those relationships at work, you can reach back out to them. But I think it's really important in situations like this, you have to take time for yourself to like figure out. What happened? Right. And it's always, you know, no matter what the circumstances are of a termination, you have to take a day or two to self-reflect. Like, could I have done something differently? Right. What happened? What led to this?
0: Yeah. And I think that's a, a really brave question to ask yourself. Could I have done something different? Mm-hmm. But it's an important one once you get past the shock, the grief, the terror, like the the fear. And I also feel like a phone call to a friend at work, knowing that you can't use your work email, right? Don't like keep all this written record Mm -hmm. on your work email because that belongs to your employer, Mm -hmm. but maybe call up any work friends, connect with them, give them your personal information and say, I appreciate you keeping this discreet because I'm sure they're going to understand why you want to keep it under wraps, but I've also read, and I'd be curious to hear what you think about this, about particular gag orders that sometimes come when you're being terminated, right? Sometimes there is a company policy you might have signed when you took the job that says, if you get fired, you're legally forbidden from telling people about it. It's a right you might have given up on your way in the door. What's your take on that and and what advice do you have for people before they go raging on Twitter about their former employer firing them without cause?
1: Well, you have to be careful because there's so much stuff out there um, and it's so easy to, you know, if you post a Facebook status for that to just kind of explode or and implode, I think it's very easy to have the immediate reaction of it's their fault or they did me wrong. And right. I would go on your own personal gag order for at least 24 yeah. hours, you know, because your reputation is on the line as well. Yeah. And yes, they may have been in the wrong and maybe it was a wrongful termination But to react out of emotion may not be the best for the big picture. There's, you know, if it was a wrongful termination, there's plenty of avenues that you can pursue down the line if that's really the case. But taking like a solid 24 hours
0: before any reaction, I think is really, really important. Absolutely. You want to make sure you're on the same page as the company in terms of what story they're going to tell. Mm -hmm. You want to know if they're going to tell everybody they fired you or what their deal is. So getting on the same page as them and then deciding for yourself if you want to keep it under wraps or torch the place. You know what I mean? Not literally, but like you don't want to set it on fire on your Facebook feed and really burn all those bridges because it might not be everyone's decision there. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to rage against an entire group of people. If there's a bunch of people there who could serve as references mm-hmm. for you later who might be willing to hire you back later. I mean, you want to keep playing your politics even on your way out the door, right? Yeah, And I think, you know, I'll say a good human resources
1: department, no matter what the situation, a good HR department will still do their best to be respectful of the employee's privacy that's departing and not give details. But unfortunately, the nature of some workplaces is gossip. And that unfortunately can be avoidable. But that might even be even more reason to reach back out to people and say, know, would love to keep in touch, um, you know, is want to maintain positive, you know, a positive connection to that place. But, you know, a a good HR department will make sure that that information is really kept private.
0: That's a good point. Another thing you mentioned that I want to double down on and just clarify is wrongful termination. And just for all of our listeners, you know, I rail on about the EEOC commission all the time. And I love I love workers rights here. Just to be totally clear, if you are in a protected class that is protected from wrongful discriminatory termination, like if you feel you've been fired because of your race, gender, nationality, disability, religion, age, or even pregnancy mm-hmm. or health issues related to pregnancy, you may very well have a case on your hand. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's got a winnable case right. and cases Are expensive, but if you do feel like your termination is directly related to any of those things, that is the time to document every bit of evidence you have and call a lawyer and sit down and say, you know, do I have a case here before you sign any paperwork that waives your right. To file for a wrongful termination suit. Yeah. What do you think people should keep in mind if that's the case?
1: That's a really good point because a lot of times when it is a termination, they'll give you severance paperwork. And I think, you know, everything about a termination, you really have to like pause. Pause in life, pause in your emotions because it may seem really attractive to get, you know, five, ten thousand dollars as part of a severance agreement. But you really need to figure out what's the details within those that severance agreement, you know, so take a minute, you know, most states, I think here in Connecticut, you have at least seven days to review it. And Mm. so take that time, take full seven days, spend 250 bucks and get a lawyer to
0: review it. Yes. And they're not going to make it easy for you to say that. So know that sometimes you have to be super assertive and say, I appreciate this information. I need time to think about this and stand your ground. Absolutely. 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 We'll be right back with more on-point advice from Dana Dowdell right after this quick break.
1: And, you know, if you do think that you were terminated for some type of discriminatory reason, like you said, document everything. And, you know, I think those types of things, there's often some signs, even maybe before you're terminated. So if you get that feeling in your gut that, like, maybe this is headed in the direction. Yeah, start
0: documenting now. Yeah. Absolutely. Be like Comey. Take a memo. You got to do it sometimes. It's just a CYA, right? Well, and it's, you know, that's what I
1: get so frustrated about sometimes working with small businesses is like sometimes they make these decisions to fire people on those grounds and, you know, it's 2018. Yeah. Where in your realm are you like, this
0: is a right. good idea? Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's alarming so, to even hear about. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind yeah, is, unfortunately... Scary. You can't sue a company if your boss fires you because they don't like you. So unless mm-hmm. they don't like you because you are certain race, age, class, whatever, unless you can really prove that, having a jerk of a boss is not grounds for a lawsuit, unfortunately. Right. And it goes back to being like that self-reflective person. Sure. is.
1: You know, I hear stories all the time where people get fired and they're like, oh, my boss, you know, they were um, racist or, you know, that's the emotional reaction to it. If you take a minute or a day and really reflect back on what led up to it, you may have had a part in it or it may be an actual wrongful termination. But don't call a lawyer as soon as you walk out of there and and try to make a claim.
0: It's hard. I always err on the side of. Like 99% of the women I work with are more qualified than their bait. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I always err on the side of these women are perfectionists and are always blaming themselves for shortcomings mm-hmm. and bad outcomes and I'm always like, "Hold up, before we take all the mm-hmm. blame for this, let's dole it out respectfully and appropriately." Mm-hmm. So, I hear where you're coming from. I also yeah. I feel like what you're saying, and I agree with completely, is that it's complicated. Yeah. Even if it isn't complicated, that doesn't mean you have a slam dunk case. Yeah. I mean, look at your options. Like
1: Here in Connecticut, we have Commission on Human Rights and Opportunities, which they take almost everything. That is an avenue for people. Right. You're going to have to hire an attorney.
0: It's going to cost you money. Right. You really have to do your research, I think. It's complicated. It's not a fair system all the time. It's not an easy system to enter. But the Department of Labor in your state, whichever state you find yourself in, will have more information on that. I want to pivot to get to the hardest part of our listener's question today, which isn't even the ramifications immediately of her termination, which I love you, listener, because you really seem to be being kind to yourself right now. And I appreciate that about you. but how the hell do you explain something like this on your resume and in the next interview? Like, where does that framing come from? Yeah.
1: And that's hard because every employer may be looking for things differently. You may interview with someone and it may not even come up why you left that organization. True. I always suggest to people is frame it as positively as you can. Mm -hmm. So it could be, you know, it just turned out I wasn't a good fit, Mm -hmm. you know, and say no more because it can be easy to kind of tailspin a little bit and and start talking about all the things you didn't like or the details of what happened, but it's okay to just say
0: it wasn't a good fit. Right. And And end it there. Sometimes Mm -hmm. short and sweet is the way to go on this. I always say, have your story down, make it a good Mm -hmm. one, but don't feel the need to stretch the truth too much. Just keep it concise. And right. if you are pressed on it, if you are asked, well, what happened? Why wasn't it a good fit? What's mm-hmm. some of the language you would listen for? What What's some of the advice you would have for how someone frames that explanation if they're asked to dive deeper on that? It can have a lot to do with like the
1: culture of the organization or maybe, you know, say you were fired for attendance or something like that. You can explain, you know, I had a, an ill parent or something that I was dealing with and what I was dealing with just didn't fit with the rules of the organization. Mm. Again, keep it really short, keep it really concise. And if you have an opportunity to talk about it being a learning experience,
0: that's also a really good way to frame it. I like that idea. I've read that. Nobody wants to hear your excuses Mm -hmm. in the interview, right? Nobody wants for you to then play the blame game and say, it was all my ex-boss's fault. They were terrible. They were a micromanager. We didn't get along at all, but I'm perfect for this role. You know, like that's such a red flag in an interview. Mm -hmm. That would be a good time to maybe take some responsibility yourself and show, like you said, here's what I learned from the experience. Here's what I could have done differently from that experience. And of course, end on... Here's why I'm perfect in this culture for your right. position. Mm-hmm, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And just truly remember, it is a little blip. And before you know it, it won't be part of your resume. It won't even be
0: you know, a question. Right. We had an episode recently with our friend from Idealist Careers all about how to deal with a short-term job stint mm-hmm. when you're like you know you're in and out within three months or less and at some point that stuff gets knocked off your resume as irrelevant oh yeah so that could be an option here it could also be a story you just have to get comfortable pivoting on quickly
1: yeah right and also think about too i mean if it was that situation and you were only there for a short time is it relevant to even put on your resume right For what you're applying for. If you're pivoting in your career and going in a different direction, it may not
0: even make sense to put it on your resume. Right. And sometimes being let go is a signal that it's time to do that. It's time to consider Mm -hmm. that. It's time to think maybe this isn't the right fit for me. Maybe I'm not cut out to be an accountant or whatever it is. Maybe it's time to go to General Assembly and get some training or whatever and become a programmer instead. But If that doesn't happen, if you're not navigating that kind of a pivot, I think the best thing to do is really anchor yourself as focused on the future, right? Yeah. Be forward thinking. It is in your past. You can't change anything about it
1: at all. So how can you frame it? How can you be forward thinking? How can you use what you've acquired in that role to apply to a new job? And then something to think about too is like, if you're there for two years, your termination, it's not a skill that you can bring to the employer. You've probably had two years of training or customer service for a service experience or a computer sure. experience that you can then bring to a future employer.
0: Focusing on what you learned over mm-hmm. the course of those two years, not just the final bit yep. that didn't quite go your way. That's interesting. Yep. Yeah. Have you seen anyone, as you've interviewed folks, right? Have you seen anyone expertly explain a termination or describe answer these tough questions I should say with grace and and what about those folks or what about that person struck you as really honest or worthy of the job offer you know truthfully what stands
1: out to me are the people who say I wasn't a good fit there that to me sends the message that they are focusing on other things and they are focusing on the future and that they understand culture and fit a little bit as well. So I, I can't say that I've had anybody, you know, knock it out of the park because... It's a tough question. Yeah, it's a tough question. And it's an awkward question. And you and I both know, not everyone practices for interviews and all that stuff, but... But we should. Yeah, <laughs> we should. <laughs> we all should, um, yes. But no, keeping it really short and to the point mm-hmm. and not going down a rabbit hole of what exactly happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it reminds me of... The emotional component to this there's plenty of research that says and i i don't feel great sharing this <laughs> advice but there's plenty of research that says any expression of anger by women and we just had this episode last week on women and rage right mm-hmm. but in a job interview any expression of rage or anger even rightful indignation mm-hmm. on behalf of a woman or on behalf of being fired if you are presenting as a woman does not play well. So how do you navigate that? Like, let's say you're still salty about being terminated. How Mm -hmm. do you put a smile on and describe that situation without bitterness? You have to coach
1: yourself. You really have to talk yourself through it because you're going into a new opportunity and that's what you should be focusing on. And it is, it's coaching yourself through it and practicing and you know, doing an informal interview with someone so you can practice. I don't know. There's just no way to avoid that. You're going to, you're probably in the interview going to get red in the face and have a tightness in your chest. And you just, you have to know that that's going to happen and practice and coach yourself through it so that when it does come up, you're ready.
0: And actually saying the words out loud so Mm -hmm. that they're kind of there as muscle memory Mm -hmm. makes such a difference. And I so, so believe in that. I also think that getting fired can just take the wind out of your sails in terms Mm -hmm. of your confidence. And here's the thing. When you're interviewing people, you want to believe their confidence. So when, you know, Brad gets on the phone with his now employer back when he was negotiating a salary and says, I'm the man for this job, (laughs) which we had to practice saying out loud so that he wouldn't laugh immediately upon delivering (laughs) that line, you know, like, The guy on the other end of the phone, his now boss says, I believe you, you know, that's what we're going for It's like, you really have to psych yourself up to the point where even when you're feeling like your confidence took a hit, you're presenting your most confident and capable foot forward. Any advice for how to psych yourself up, how to boost your own confidence when someone fired you, which is a total hit to your confidence?
1: <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like when women go into interviews, like it's the firing and having to deal with that is like very minute in the sense of what women experience interviewing. I would remind yourself that that employer has probably received a thousand resumes for that position mm-hmm. and something about you and your resume and what your work experiences or your education or your extracurriculars or whatever it may be stood out. And right. so you've got something. You definitely have something.
0: And I think it's important to remember that. One other component to the interview process is what happens if you get through that first interview screen and then they go to call your references and find out what really happened at this old employer's place? How do you handle that? Asking for a reference from a place you got fired from? You have a lot of say in who they contact as references. So
1: you can be prepared to give them a list of professional references that you would be comfortable having them reach out to. They may ask you on the application whether or not you are comfortable having them reach out to a former employer. And you can be honest there, or maybe even give a name at that other company of someone that you had a better relationship with and who can actually attest to that experience. But it's also important to remember, too, there are some state laws that prohibit and limit what employers can say as far as references. So here in Connecticut, we have a law in the books that without your written consent, the former employer can only verify your job title, your dates of employment, and your salary. Interesting. Yes, I know, which is really
0: interesting. So in some states, you you may not even have to worry about it. Interesting. Good to know. Definitely something to look up about your stayed in, in the laws on the books there. Well, I so appreciate your advice on this, Dana, on a very tricky career conundrum. Any final words of advice or encouragement to our brave caller who called in with this very courageous conundrum? Yeah, it's so funny. When I
1: listened to it, I wrote my email back to you like, my heart hurt. Because... It is. It's something that everyone has experienced and it doesn't make you any less employable or any less of a person or any less of a good, good
0: employee. And it's really important to remember that. Yes, I felt the same way. And to whoever it was that called in, I'm so glad that you called into this community because we have your back. And we're a community, by the way, that even though we're all about kicking ass in our careers, who we are is not what we do. And I think if if you can remember that as you're navigating these choppy waters of change right now, that your worth is not defined by your job title, by who's hiring you or who's firing you. And what is that quote? You only give people permission to make you feel small and little. So don't give them that permission. Don't give the things that have happened to you as much power to take away your own power as much as staying focused on the future. And we've all been there. I've (laughs) been totally fired too. So, you know, it happens. It's unfortunate. It's not your future. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And as a reminder, Dana has served as a Boss Up trainer at Bossed Up Bootcamp as well. Mm-hmm. She's an awesome member of our trainer team. So to learn more about Dana, hit up the link in the show notes and find out more about her boss consulting company, her boutique HR firm. And for those of you who want to join me at Bossed Up Bootcamp, as a final reminder, our final one of the year is coming up in just a couple of weeks in Los Angeles, November 17 and 18. And now it's time for this week's boss moves moment of the week.
1: Hi, Emily. My
0: name is Andrea McHale. I'm calling in from California.
1: I'm calling in about my boss move of the week. So my internship just ended, and I did not have another job lined up. So I was really hardcore looking for another job for about a week, and. Finally, I got an interview and then another interview with the CEO, who actually gave me the job right there on the spot during the interview, and I start tomorrow. This is going to be my first real full-time job that's not an internship, that's not a freelance position, and I am super excited to get started.
0: Congratulations, Andrea. I'm so happy for you and so thrilled to hear you got the job on the spot. I know it can feel like kind of a scramble, but trust me, one week is not too long to be looking. So know that you are valuable in this marketplace and proceed with confidence into this first big job in your career. And now it's time for this week's featured iTunes review. Today's comes in from a username of Vera Todorova. I want to say that with my uh, rolling R's because I'm actually tuning in from Mexico. I'm in Puebla City for a friend's wedding right now. But this one came in from Canada and she said, I came to the podcast from Sminty. Yay. Shout out to Stuff Mom Never Told You and have since sent it to countless friends. The way Emily helps unpack career conundrums is extremely helpful and applicable to everyday situations in the office. Thanks for putting out the podcast each week and for all your hard work. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear you appreciate having what you call in the title of your review, a free mentor in your back pocket with this podcast, and I so appreciate those of you who have taken the time to review and share this podcast with the women in your world who you know could use it. That's all I've got for you today. Let me know what you think about today's tough conversation with Dana about bouncing back from being let go. Has this ever happened to you? How did you recover from such an ego blow and a confidence hit? Or have you seen other people in your life recover from being let go in a way that taught you something as well we'd love to hear from you head on over to the bossed up blog to comment on today's blog post with all the related links where you can find all that information at bossed episode 68 in the meantime keep boston in pursuit of your purpose and together we will lift as we climb That's boss slash speak up.